All right. Welcome, everyone, to the SimCast episode 31. I've got my one guest here today with Green Screens Casino. Welcome, buddy. What's going on? The only guest you need. The only guest I need, man, where it's all about the Royale, Casino Royale, that is. Um, actually, I mean, I got to refer to your community as like the dojo a little more often, though, because you actually call your community the Casino Dojo. I've said this before. I just call them degenerate gamblers. <laughs> They are members of the casino dojos. Right. Um, so today's uh, discussion is going to revolve around exactly what it says, Life Aquatic. Um, this is a topic that here on the Simcast we haven't really touched on yet. It's one I've wanted to talk about, um, but the information on the wiki especially is scattered. Um, we've gotten a lot of, we get random um, drops of information here and there from live streams, et cetera. Um, I think it was like back in, Actually, it was like a little over a year ago. Uh, it was in 2017, November, early November. Uh, they had done on the, I think it was a live stream or it was, no, it was like a snap, Snapchat uh, peak thing where, you know, they did this kind of over the shoulder thing at one of the desks of uh, one of the, the developers at the studio. And they were just like, oh, take a look at this. And it was like, you know, looking at the coast and seeing some ships on the water. And we don't see anything like that. We haven't seen anything like that in a while. The closest we've seen into anything regarding kind of naval or, you know, talking about sea dwelling life is kind of the harbors, which are in the Battle Royale version of the game, Ashes of Creation Apocalypse. Um, but we have a lot of different information that's related to kind of sea, sea traveling and ships and island nodes, coastal nodes, uh, trade routes that are even tied into all of that. They've even talked about underwater dungeons. Um, but I guess I kind of want to get the conversation started today at Casino and kind of talk about what are, when you think about, um, what is the first thing you think about uh, in regard to like what would be most interesting playing an MMORPG uh, in regard to that kind of open sea uh, life that one could have, or even just that system as it would be tied into the game? So I've never been one to particularly care about mm -hmm. underwater stuff, but I'm I am big on like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not expansive, but like a, a, a like a, a world, like a fully fleshed out world. And so being able to do things like go underwater, ride aquatic mounts, be on a ship, all that is is just all these extra layers and dimensions to the world. Mm -hmm. So. I'm happy to have that, but um, I will say when I told a bunch of my viewers uh, about Ashes and that they would have uh, ships and sailing and, and similar mechanics, the first questions that were asked were, can I be a pirate? Sure. So I think uh, being a pirate and, and a, you know boarding and attacking someone else's ship and stealing their loot sounds like a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they, I know that they said uh, hijacking, I think it's called hijacking ships is a thing. Um, oh, okay. I'm trying to remember, and everyone, we might be doing a little bit of quick pausing, because like I said, this, uh, I've looked over a lot of this information at different periods, and today we're going to try and put together kind of our, a better idea, working understanding of like what we know so far on this. And um, I remember there being, and so like I said, the, the information is scattered across the wiki, because we've gotten information kind of dropped at random times. And obviously I don't believe the plan at the, it, the last I remember it was, and the last I read, it was then until either the end of alpha one or right at the beginning of alpha two that we'd even begin to see that system. So seeing that anytime in the near future is not really on the table. Um, <clears throat> so I'm going to probably look for that in a second, but uh, there's, there's a few different, um, like I said, we've got, they've even talked about raids, uh, like open water raids, which I'm really wondering how that would work out. Um, I'm wondering how, um, uh, being able to be a pirate and they've talked about this, you know, many times, is this something that you could do? They've even talked about being able to tame underwater mounts and, and, and creatures and things like that, which the idea of taming, I know Night Scream, one of my mods and one of my officers in Virtue, she's, uh, she loves the, you know, the idea of like, you know, breeding pets or animals, husbandry, any of that stuff, uh, being able to tame an animal out in the world to her is just fascinating. And honestly, if I see an animal 
I come across them like, oh my God, that thing looks so cool. I'd love if I could have that. Knowing that, that there's an opportunity in an MMORPG to be able to do that to me is just, I mean, that just adds a, a whole new level of immersion, uh, I think, to the game. Um, so I'm going to look. So we got trade routes as well. So a lot like caravans, you'll have open water trade routes and things like that. We talked about aquatic mounts, underwater dungeons, which um, I'm kind of wondering how that's going to work. You know, how do we enter? What What's that going to look like? PvP objectives are another thing. Like we know that uh, there's going to be PvP out on the open waters, probably between ships, likely between ships. It would make sense. Um, one thing that is interesting is uh, on the wiki, it's been stated that there's, you know, and this is coming from Steven right here. This is their information. There's not going to be arms, like firearms, as far as using gunpowder. Um, so we're going to see right. a lot of like, uh, our naval combat is going to be in the form of like similar to potion launchers. So it's well, magic oriented, right? Sort of. So uh, you will like, you know, we already have like wands and yeah. bows and crossbows and all that. So I'm sure there will be lobbing of projectiles. But so the big thing is they, they are still unsure of whether or not they're going to allow you to siege a city on land from the sea. That would suggest to me that just like there's siege weaponry on land, mm -hmm. you can have siege weaponry on your ship. So while you may not have uh, a cannon on your ship, it sounds like you can have a catapult or you know something similar. Maybe like a ballista. Siege. Um, yeah, you know maybe like a, a scorpion, giant crossbow type of thing. So uh, I, I'm thinking you'll be able to to shoot at some other ships. It sounds like. Um, and of course, you can probably just pull up alongside them and actually mm -hmm. just jump over. You know, all these different classes have all these gap closing mechanics. I'm sure one class can, can warp over, another will be able to jump really high and get over there, maybe scale the side of it. Right. And, I mean, you can jump in the water, so I, I don't see why you wouldn't be able to jump in the water and then climb up or something like that. Yeah, one thing I like about the water is you can drown. I'm assuming, you know, you dive deep enough. Uh, and yeah, like they, they were saying on here, so. Naval combat's based on the arcane arts. I think that's cool because I played. Um, I don't know if you ever played Arcage. You ever played that one? Nope. Uh, I know like Steven and some of the some of the team and some people in my community even have played Arcage and everything. And that was my first experience at uh, being able to have a ship and being able to kind of do any kind of out in the water kind of combat outside of like a game that's specifically like Sea of Thieves or something that focuses on just that being the whole game uh let me see here so they talked about using radiance and darkness as uh as weapons and i'm kind of wondering if if darkness is going to be much like we experienced with the bow you know where it kind of blinds yeah. you out um well you can be blinded by too much light too light too mm -hmm. yeah that's that's what it sounds like anyway is that we'll be lobbing spells and things of that nature and you know just the fact that a potion launcher exists sounds like you can blow a hole in the side of the ship so yeah and in the and right now in ashes apocalypse uh there's a pretty you can get a, it's a pretty significant amount of damage that you take when you get hit by a, a potion uh grenade oh yeah yeah it does it reminds me of uh i've compared it to this a lot like junk rat from overwatch you know, like he lobs those little grenades and they you could bounce them off the walls and everything. Um, but once they hit you, it'll has a knockback effect. It's so that's like that's definitely where some of my skill playing in uh the VR right now is coming from. It's my experience playing junk rat, I think, a lot. But um so kind of talking about some of the, the things that are outlined. So we've got sea combat, we've got um harbors, which I believe that's the only place that uh, harbors can appear along the coast as a result of a node being developed or near the coast, um, on or near the coast. Sorry about that. And so I'm kind of wondering if we'll see anything like that. Cause we know that there's like islands, right? We know there's coastal nodes. So coastal nodes, I'm thinking that's your harbors. Um, I'm kind of yeah. wondering what are some of your thoughts as far as when you look at a uh, kind of design of not just like the node system for like the coast or islands, but I mean, I myself don't typically tend to play um, games where 
ships or what i prior i'm not a big pirate guy um it's not that it's not fun it's just not really my style of gameplay um but in an morpg where you can travel take goods around like a trading route or trade ships and things like that uh or you even maybe are going to have like some uh you know crazy boss out in the ocean uh some world boss out there um or raids like they said raids for example i mean things like that make it far more appealing to me than just a form of travel or being able to mine down the water like an arcade where you can kind of put on a diving helmet some flippers and you know or maybe guild wars 2 where you can rock a harpoon gun and have some kind of in water combat that's all cool but that's not really enough to really entice me to want to really experience that part of the game so when they talk about raids and they talk about there being island nodes and you talk about there being like legit raid or water bosses like that that to me that 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 really kind of ties me in what do you think would be um an element of uh, just kind of open sea life aquatic that that would be enough to really get you to play it often or regular so my whole thing is I really enjoy PvP, and so it'll depend on how good of a job they've done making you want to get involved in every step of the process and putting stuff together. So I would imagine that sooner or later, I will want or need something that either comes from an island, whether it's a specific material, um, you know, coconut shells or whatever it is, or a, you know, specific scales of a fish or teeth of a underwater shark type thing like excuse me whatever it is i'm sure that they will have various reasons for you to need to go out and get that stuff but if it's like oh i can just you know farm this other thing and sell it and the money i get from selling the other thing i can just use to buy the materials i want no reason for me to go out there and do it myself um i may not have the incentive to go out there but i will say that they have stressed that they're big on exploration yeah and so I, I have like a love-hate relationship with this because the map is going to be so big. So in Rift, they have something called Cairns, and uh, I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. Um, but I, So they had what I, what I think is pronounced Cairns, C-A-I-R-N. Oh, I got, yeah, that's how I would say it too. I'm not sure if it's right, but we'll go with that. But, but so it's basically like tombs, and they had these like random tombs buried, uh, not necessarily buried, but in, in the most obscure places in the world, like really high up on a mountain, and you'd have to like, do this crazy, not necessarily like a, a clear jumping puzzle quest, but just to get to the spot where it is, even if you knew where it was, it took you a whole day just to figure out how to get to it, even if someone said it's right here on a map. Like just getting to it was such a, a procedure, uh, you know, climbing up the side of a mountain without falling down. And so mm -hmm. they had like all these exploration, again, not like formal puzzles. It wasn't like, like a clear platform. It was just you look at the map and be like, oh, yeah, I can head over there. And then you realize, like, oh, there's there's a ton of mountains. You're like, I need to figure out how to get there. And this terrain is in my way. And you'd spend all day doing that. But so they had a couple that were underwater. Mm -hmm. And, man, some of the bodies of water in that game were massive. And this one is going to have a much, much, much bigger map. So I am both excited and concerned that they'll hide. Like, they've said there will be, like, sunken treasure and stuff. And... You're going to have various things that allow you to stay underwater, you know, whether it's item, potion, food, skill, whatever it is, you'll be able to stay underwater longer, have mounts that allow you to travel faster underwater. I bet there's going to be some really good, valuable stuff buried, you know, at the bottom of the sea in a shipwreck. But the only way you'll ever come across it is to scour basically the entire ocean floor. And you could spend so much time doing that and not run into anything. But then you could run into like that that one chest and you you know pull out this crazy rare item no one's ever seen or heard of before, mm -hmm. and it could be world chain could you, you could you know become super rich overnight as a bidding war breaks out this crazy item and um, and you're the one who discovers it. So I you know depending on on what other people are finding as rewards for exploration, like I don't particularly enjoy exploration. Uh, because you know it's looking for something with no guarantee that it even exists to be found like it's a bit frustrating you know if you're just looking around in an area all day all right turns out there's nothing there mm -hmm. you're just you're just 
closely examining trees and bushes and stuff. But uh, they're, they've, they've made it pretty clear they want to hide some stuff underwater. So I, for better or worse, I have a bad feeling that I'll be scouring <laughs> the ocean floor. For better or worse. You know, <clears throat> excuse me, everyone. Um, you know what, what you kind of made me think about there was uh, treasure. And they've talked about treasure being part of, you know, exploration. If you're a sea, you know, seafarer, wayfarer, whatever. I don't even know what the word's called. Seafarer, is that right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. A seaman? I don't know. <laughs> mm -hmm. I know, right? <laughs> if you want to be out on the water and... You know, your goal is to be the, you know, live that pirate life like some of the people in the casino dojo, right? And if your goals are to be a pirate, so a pirate's life for me, and you want to be out there I doing was, that. I was trying so hard not to say it. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I was like tempted to call it a pirate's life today, you know, but I, where I made the title, but I was like, so, I mean, come they on. All, they all want to be pirates. Like, we're going to have a whole <laughs> sub faction of pirates. They can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> not. Like like you said, like I don't know why I don't know when it happened. It, it's just at some point it just became pirates first ninjas, and I was like, all right, well I'm definitely team ninja. Like there's no no question at all. Why do I want to like, be scraggly with a wooden leg, a parrot, get scurvy? Hell no, I'm not gonna be ninja. But uh, but apparently the the pirate faction has a lot of fans. Oh man, so I mean, yeah, I'm sorry, I'd be ninja too if I had to choose one. Right. Um. But you know, so there, there's a, the one game I'm thinking about, uh, actually, I, I got a couple of references here for treasures and when kind of tre treasure finding and, and how I feel like that can work and be beneficial for like exploration. Um, like one thing, okay, the Elder Scrolls Online, uh, there's a real pro and con to this as far as my perspective on what's good about it or just sucks about it. Um, in treasure chests that you can find in the world, you have to find, you have to get a map and they won't become visible for you in the world, in the zone that it's for, unless you get the map. Right. And yeah, part of one of the things that you would, uh, like uh, during the launch of the game, during expansions and stuff like that, if you bought like the collector's edition, they give you some collector's edition maps, which be quite honest, like most of it's kind of crap gear it really hasn't gotten that much better which is really sad because you get this with like a collector's edition you're like some collector's edition items here um collecting crap collecting crap um one area they do really good with it is in Cyrodiil which is the massive massive pvp open world pvp zone uh, where the three factions go and fight for the throne and everything uh the perfect time to just take a stroll and uh, check out the environment yeah, yeah it's, right and I'll, I'll be honest i've explored seridol a lot of times over and up the upside is there's a lot of like you know there's like random quests hidden around um there's you know you can kill a mob you can pick up a um a, a map to a spot where you could go get loot treasure well in seridol now uh the chest that you can go find and unless you got an add-on in that game it's literally let me open this this map pulls up this little little portrait window, you know, that's like right there. We'll go ahead and put it up there somewhere. And it's like, you know, the small map and you can look at the map and you can kind of see some real vague kind of landmarks. And you've literally got to go out there in the world. Like when the game launched and you got a treasure map, you literally were going like, where the fuck is this? Yeah, and I've uh, got to go find is it. Is that the rock that's shaped? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's like, is it, you know, the two boob rocks where there's, I see it. I digress. Either anywhere out there, I don't know. And you'd go and you'd loot it, and it wasn't great. Now, if the loot, now if in Ashes they don't have add-ons, and you've got to do it that way, and it's very tedious, like you're saying, where you go and you look for the loot, and you're able to find it, and you're able to loot it, and then you got something really significant in there, then I feel like you're gonna have a lot more people enticed. Aside from raiding or taming animals or whatever, you've got yet another reason. For people to be like i want to go and see if i can find treasure today um we know trade ships can't you can't loot those if you take them out right but they haven't really explained too too much on other people's ships like some ships could be hijacked and i'm looking hijacking ships okay here it is certain ships could be hijacked trade ships cannot trade ships cannot uh the cargo on a trade ship will be similar to caravans and that the ship must be destroyed in order to capture the loot from its wreckage and right. so I'm going. That's cool. Total a ship and take it out. 
So I think one thing that's cool is the fact that if I'm taking a ship out, uh, I can do it with magic. We're using like magic artillery. Like, you know, I don't really feel like I've, I've seen a game where the, you know, you're out in the open sea and you've got a ship and that's how you fight is still using magic. So I like that they tie that into this, you know, large uh, high fantasy world where we kind of keep true to that out on the open waters as well. Um, but I suppose uh, one of my next questions would be, since that's something that I find interesting, I find taming water. Uh, that's something that'll definitely have me out and about, by the way. Uh, water dungeons and underwater exploration, um, especially if I'm not moving like a slow ass sea turtle and <laughs> treasure. Uh, those things are really going to keep me in m probably more so than just uh, PVP, I think. I don't know how interested I would be in uh, ship PVP unless they find a way to really bring the magic out of it all. That might be a different story. Then I think I might be really enticed to really get in on that. I could see myself, if that's the case, making a PvP night where it's like, all right, Virtue, the order's going to the seas. And we go out to the seas and, you know, we go after a bunch of salty seamen and take them out and jack their loot. And that would be... <laughs> that, that'd, yeah. You'd be a pirate. Yeah, I'd be a pirate on that day for sure. No longer a light bringer. I'd be a scallywag or whatever. <laughs> Sometimes you got to get that booty. <laughs> you got to sometimes you got to get that booty booty all right so um what element in particular when you think about and i'm gonna i'm gonna back this up and go over the the grand scheme again right when you think about naval there's you know ships and trade uh treasure hunting raiding which i'm kind of like mm, i'm gonna look at that in a second pvp objectives which i'm kind of also going is that our nodes you know out on the open ocean coastal are we talking like island no, there's nodes no, there's there so believe it or not that they, they said there won't be nodes underwater or in the water actually see so then what are what are those like pvp objectives out in, out in the water what are those islands like what what do we what do we think would be really interesting to find there or just in general in this game design so I mean, it sounds like majority of the PvP that would occur on the open sea would mm -hmm. be someone's trying to transport valuables, and if you can blow up their ship, you can take them. So it's kind of like a, a you know, there's going to be people who want to be pirates, and then mm -hmm. there's going to be people who are like, okay, well, we got shit to ship, so mm -hmm. we're going to bring enough people to be pirate-proof. So that's that sounds like enough of a foundation as it is, but if you're talking about, like, things on like node control it's, it would be totally possible to just basically unofficially have control of an island by mm -hmm. just basically running like a kill on site like it wouldn't matter what what your corruption is if it's just you guys out on the island as long as there aren't guards on the island attacking you then you know yeah we're a bunch of savage murderers out here on this island but you're not getting in so we may all be corrupt but we know what we're doing here and right so you know certainly uh Certainly would be possible to, to control any resource that way. Um, <laughs> yeah, mainly just, you know, attacking other people and taking their stuff. And, uh, you know, there, there's, uh, they say it's not faction-based, but you, you might have alliance wars or stuff that spill over into the sea. And then uh, if you can end up sieging a, a coastal node from the sea, then you're going to have like preemptive naval, like we need our navy to go shut down their mm -hmm. approaching navy before our, our actual ground node is more vulnerable. So. Yeah, I feel like if there's at least one metropolis that if I feel like if there's a way for them to. I don't know if insure is really the right word, but to increase a higher probability that there's going to be a good chance that it. You know, there will be one coastal city or metropolis to where you could really make it so, uh, you know, taking ships out and really laying siege via ships onto a city could be a very, very vital kind of like resource when it comes to some declaration of war and a massive server event. That would be sick. Then I feel like that just brings a whole level of immersion because. I mean, in Archage, you know, we've got all like all these other ways where you would see uh, that you can imagine that having ships and, and doing trade routes and doing things like that, going out, maybe doing 
uh, raids, which I'd like to talk about in a second and kind of do a little bit of theory crafting on that. But I feel like if you take ships and then you say, we're going to use these as a vital means to help capture a metropolis that sits on the coast, then I feel like you not only, not only is our nodes cool already, but now you've just made that whole system even more cool because you're taking an element that I, that at least to the top, off the top of my head, in an MMORPG has never really been done before. Yeah, I don't think we've seen too much like that, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think mm -hmm. you're right on that. But I will say that just because it sounds like they're still on the on the fence with that, it's yeah. just that they have so much they want to include. Like I'm I'm also very hopeful for that. Right. But even so, just the the way that they're kind of uh, emphasizing the need for caravans and then uh, that that kind of extends to aquatic caravanning right. um, with ships. Uh, you know, there's that is going to lead to really exciting aquatic PvP instances where sooner or later there's going to be some group transporting enough valuables that even the non-pirate types want to go try their luck. Um, <laughs> you know, or like at the end of the day, you can't just like FedEx something somewhere. Like everything has to be transported by people <laughs> to get to where it's going. And right. The whole point of these ships and, and other caravans is it's too much for people to carry. So if you don't have a thousand people carrying it, mm -hmm. you know, you're going to, I think they said max alliance size might be like 300. So let's assume that it's, it's 900 people's worth of stuff that they're transferring, you know, rather than make three pilgrimages, you just put it all in caravans or whatever, and then you, you protect it with your whole squad. Um, and then that's going to incentivize people, you know, to go get a massive payload. Like if, if you win, it's you leave with like everything right. you can carry. So they got like a bandit, like a thief in the night, even like a pirate, even. like a pirate. So they've talked about there being like out, you know, raids that are potentially going to be out in the water. And I'm, what do you think is going to make that interesting? That it's not going to be so typical to maybe what we've seen in games where you know a pirate's life is kind of the thing. Uh, I mean, I think that they they are kind of limited. But so what what I was thinking as soon as I heard like underwater raids, I was thinking of a few things. Either one, um, since the they said the way to end up breathing underwater would be either using items or potions or food or exactly mm -hmm. that that you basically just you know obviously there will be some form of underwater combat it sounds like or or hmm. or even so there could be an entrance to something that's underwater but then once you're in you can breathe if that makes sense uh like an underwater cave system that that goes like the entrance is underwater and then it goes up to where air can get in but the only way to actually get in is through the underwater cave right and then it could be like an above ground, but underground, like right. underground type thing. Um, right. You could have real, real raids there. Um, but it's also like, so in, in Rift is the best reference I have for this. Rift had like creatures under the water that you could mm -hmm. attack and you, you were just like swimming and hacking at them and fighting, you know, giant fish and stuff like that. So I can, I can see that being a thing. Maybe uh, there will be some kind of potion that like, like, super weights your boots so you can like walk around on the seafloor um so any of that can be done yeah i'm, I'm thinking, thinking oh, underwater, cave. underwater cave is a cool idea see i was kind of when you were talking about that i was going what would i find more interesting would i find it more interesting to go down underwater and have like a big fight in the water or in an underwater cavern or would I have more fun fighting a big beast on the open seas? I feel like both would be fun. Uh, I definitely think a sense of adventure, I would feel more of a sense of adventure if I had to really go dive into the ocean. Like maybe a maelstrom pops up and then, you know, the ships all get parked around there. Then that adds like a layer of risk too, because if you do that and you just leave them there, then what's going to, you know, because it's not a trade ship. Right you know, what's going to happen to your stuff and things if you go down there and you're going after this boss because up on up on the open water, you know, the other potential problem could be something like you're fighting the big, uh, the big uh, 
uh, open water creature. I'm trying to think of the what do we always see in typical. Thank you, the Kraken. You always see the Kraken, right? That's like the typical thing. I've been like, I was wanting to reference that creature three times tonight already. And I was like, why can't I remember the name right now? Like, why can't I? I've said it a bazillion times in my life. Not literally, obviously, but yeah. I say it on a near daily basis. <laughs> I currently stream a mobile game and whales yeah. are like big spenders. And the biggest spenders we call the Kraken. The Krakens, that's a good reference point. They're the biggest creatures in the ocean. Yeah, because if you're if you're fighting like a kraken, right, and then you could have people come up and attack you while you're in the middle of the fight, that'd be crazy. And then kill the kraken and then take everything. I don't know how that would work, but that'd be right. cool. So Rift had a, a creature called Achilles, and he wasn't. He, he was pretty much a kraken. Um, you know, it was a, a slight fantasy variant, so not not exactly a kraken. But if you look at him, you describe him as like a kraken type thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was a super fun raid dealing with all those tentacles and stuff. But so that <laughs> that was in a cave system. You didn't enter it from underwater, but uh, it was all like water themed. And then when you got to like his area, like you were on like a dock type area. And if you fell into the water, like you needed to get out immediately. You just got mauled. Um, but yeah, it was fun. Yeah, I'm actually like sitting here and I'm trying to I'm looking on, I'm now looking on here for something specific. Um, da, 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 da. So I know the Harvest Grant quests. Da, 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 da. It's not it. They talked about shipbuilding. Okay, so, okay. So this is one, one thing I wanted to mention. So summoning ships is like you got to be at a harbor to do it. But shipbuilding, I think, is really cool. Um, I think it, I think in, uh, and someone can correct me if I'm wrong here. It's been a long time. I played arcade a lot in the alpha stages. Post launch, I was not so much. Um, but I remember you had to collect a certain amount of resources to build your ship. Um, but I feel like a lot of times deployable uh, items or uh, creatures or things like that, they tend to be uh, just get X amount of each of these things. There's not like a whole lot of really interesting uh craftsmanship to that it's just like collect you know 25 30 80 whatever and then boom you got it and you can kind of pop it up anytime put it on an action bar slot but they said you know speed hit points damage abilities are things that you can customize with ships aesthetic customization obviously because we we've seen already that that's ever on our on our shop every so often pre-order packs go up and if you want to support the game you could do that by purchasing one gives you keys stuff like that gives you cosmetics and sometimes um, you'll see these specific cosmetics for ships. The coolest one I've seen so far uh, that uh, I think it's like a, it reminds me of like an undead ship is the only way I can really yeah, like. Yeah, that, that one was definitely the coolest. That was the coolest to me. Um, that was the one that I was really close to getting, but it's like. Mm. One but, of them just straight looks like, like a colonial ship, just like right. a flower. Yep. Uh, yep. Like the Boston Tea yeah, Party yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, I'm actually, ironically, I'm looking at that right now, and it says, I see the box next to it, and it says T, and this was like from, I think, PAX East this year, the Boston Tea Party, and it was, yeah, that's funny. Um, So yeah, we know there's going to be uh, size, uh, different ship sizes for solo, group, and raid content, so the specific size ship is going to be tied into a medium size ship would be like your group uh, content. A little, oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, there's raid sized ships like Galleon. There could be so. a raid that you need to complete while still on the ship. Like everyone is lobbing projectiles and hoping that the hull survives basically being thrashed by a crack inside. Very yeah, cool. Yeah, and I feel I hope they're big. It's like Ark. Um, there's mods in Ark, and so this was the reference point I was going to make too. I didn't, I was going to tie it earlier, but. In Ark, Survival Evolved, it's a, essentially it's a survival game. And uh, aside from what the story is about, you're, you know, you spawn, you level up, you learn how to craft things just like typical survival games. This one's got dinosaurs in it, but there's mods. And one of the mods for that was like you could make craft a ship and you could go around the you know, ocean, ocean with the ship. And there's a pretty substantial uh, system of water creatures, uh, caves. Uh, one particular map, the Ragnarok map, actually, um, you can go down in there. Um, 
you, there's so many big creatures you can tame too. But the one huge underwater cave on the Ragnarok map, um, you can build in there and it's got really cool ambient kind of like lighting and stuff like that. Um, so I'm, I don't know if they specifically have talked about this, but I'm kind of wondering if they've mentioned that there would be places similar to that where you could build a home or anything like that. Do you know if they've made mention of that? What, being able to build a home where? Like on like a piece of land out in the ocean, like an island or maybe a cave. So I was under the impression that there there are island nodes, but they said that there will be nodes along the, oh, okay, and on islands. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so there will be island nodes. So by, oh, crazy. by extension, then there should be housing. Whether or not that you can have freehold specifically, uncertain, but there will be housing within the nodes as they develop. Right. So you'll you'll definitely be able to own housing on the island. That's yeah, that'd be given. Oh my god! So 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 we've clarified that coastal, not coastal, but island nodes can exist, right? Mm -hmm. If that's the case, I know Eloa, which is another content creator uh, that's been on the show, should be really excited about that because that's like one of her dreams is to live on an island, and. You know, I don't think that we would see that as a metropolis, at least not early in the game. I feel like because it's out there on the water and you'd probably have to get to it like that, it's not going to be a metropolis first. Uh, so my thoughts are that I could see someone really working hard to destroy a metropolis to try and get that to get a water city up or something, right? Yep. That's so interesting. I, I'm interested to see, they've said that Getting getting certain nodes to Metropolis level triggers world events, and yeah. that's what set it off for me. That's what got the gears turning. Like, oh, eventually the players like we'll see what the other incentives are, but you would think as a server collectively, like, you know, let's say you get the one node to a Metropolis, and then that triggers the fire breathing dragon in the volcano in the mountains. Once that's all done and dealt with, and that dragon is felled, and those items are out there, and, and it's done. You're going to have some people who are like, hey, we've got a good thing going. Like, you know, trade is good here and, you know, we got great taxes and whatever. Like, let's let's leave this. This place is super useful to still have up. You're going to have other people who are like, I did not get much of that epic world boss's loot. Mm -hmm. I want my shot at another one. But that's not going to happen until we level your city right. and grow another one. So I'll be interested to see if, like, every single node has its own world scale event or if it's like any of the nodes in this area trigger this one world event and any of the nodes in this area trigger this one world event be interested to see but you might see a lot of like how does it like like switch flipping right. where uh like all right we activated this world event now mm -hmm. it's done like time to take this node out and start working on the next one and just have people constantly triggering the big world events so. right yeah, one of the other things I was reading about just now, or I actually saw it earlier when I was kind of going through and trying to gather as many different citations for talking about, you know, just anything sea related or life aquatic. And um, they talked, you know, when they talked about the coastal nodes, I mean, you know, you'd, you'd have to be able to have a node close to the water to get a harbor. Um, but these nodes that are close to the water, uh, have water-oriented orient influences and abilities, services, quest lines that relate to the seas. And I'm hoping some of those quest lines are, I, I think that would be really cool to have like, you know, monster kind of hunter sort of thing where it's like you get some quests that are related around that or you might get uh, not daily quests because I'm not a fan of daily quests. I'd rather it be something a little more organic than that. But you got like, monster quest treasure quest would be really sick i think yep well i think that they, that they may not necessarily make treasure quests like yeah. it'll, it'll just be kind of thrown out there like hey i heard there was treasure over that way i don't know and then you kind of take it upon yourself like i might go poke around down there see what i find but uh the monster hunter thing i'll be really surprised with, with all the emphasis they're putting on like the fact that you'll be able to go underwater and everything if i don't end up tracking like this one you know great white whatever it is uh you know yeah that, that can be in this huge zone and who knows you know you're just just searching around until you find it and then when you do find it then you have to 
rally like 30 people to come bring it down. But I'll be shocked if, uh, if we're not hunting some big sea creatures. All right, it's a big, great white, holy fuck, um, tentacle monster creature thing. <laughs> yeah, whatever it's going to be, it's going to be something <laughs> big. You're going to look at it and go, oh, shit, I need backup. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm kind of wondering, this is something for maybe like the people that are going to watch the show a little bit. What are, what are and even for you, because, you know, what would your thoughts be on there being something like, oh, we get this quest and it's like some Pirates of the Caribbean oriented situation where you go on this crazy cool quest and then, you know, you go to find like this lost cave underwater, you get hints, you got to go find it, you get down there, you find this, you know, all the booty down there, right? And you go and you loot it, you maybe spawn a monster or something, but, you know, we talked about legendaries in the past, I mean, if they're going to have, and this is just some random idea I have, right? What if we go on some just epic legendary quest and and if there's legendary items in the game, like how cool would it be to get a legendary item that could be equipped onto a ship that could, if if we are battling the Kraken or their sea combat, that makes you like, you know, this is like your uh, sea dwelling life aquatic equivalent of best freaking legendary in the game and i think that would make it really appealing to people to want to go after someone who ship if that thing could be could be like stolen or you know taken yeah, from somebody I'll, I'll tell you this if, if there's a world event triggered by an island node and it doesn't result in like a god king trident pretty disappointing <laughs> a god king trident I want a god king trident <laughs> to stab people with <laughs> so you want a dragon to fly around you want to be able to rain terror down upon people, and you want a trident so you can shank them as you go? Of course. <laughs> you thought I was just going to be up there making hand gestures? How would you be dressed? I just got to know what that apparel would look like. Uh, well, I so we'll see. I, we're going to have costume slots, right? Yeah, um, yeah so yeah, you're going to be able to wear yeah, things like that. All right. Then uh, I'm, Outfits. I mean, I'll have to see what items they come up with. But basically, uh, <laughs> I mean, I said I was more team ninja, so... If, if you can imagine like a hybrid between like an overly ornate Mortal Kombat ninja oh. <laughs> combined with like Jedi Knight robes, just this this dark figure that uh, rocking a trident. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. I mean the trident just because I'm sure it would look pretty badass. Oh man! If it was legendary quality, it'd be fun. So if anybody ever sees a guy flying around on a dragon mount dressed like a Jedi ninja rocking <laughs> tried it <laughs> we know who it is that's fantastic yeah, sounds like me <laughs> oh man so i think that was a, i'm trying to think if there's anything else do you have any other thoughts about this before we get ready to wrap up i'm trying to think if there's anything else interesting to talk about i feel like we've hit a lot of it uh a lot of it so far no we talked about theming underwater creatures right um, mm-hmm so no we've hit most of our points big. Yeah. yeah, they've so, been pretty vague with the information. That they yeah, produce. so we did a good job of kind of giving you some interesting ideas about talking about anything life aquatic, anything regarding naval or ships. Um, so I'm kind of wondering, just between us here, what do you, and even to the viewers, if you guys have any thoughts on this, uh, feel free to leave comments. But what are, what do you feel like might be some challenges? Because we already know we've got this overworld, uh, we've got this underrealm, we've got nodes, we've got the spawning of creatures we got dungeon raids we've got all this stuff going on already and then we're going to have this element as well what do you feel like might be some challenges that they're going to have on making this a system that's not only interesting but actually it's going to function in a way that's you know truly positive and interesting all right putting enough content there to give people who really want to like immerse themselves and be all about that way of life enough to do uh, pretty much yeah basically that like having enough to do but making it all significant in one way or another because a lot of times mm -hmm. what you end up with is like go level your fishing skill aside from like this one type of fish in this one pond your entire time spent leveling your fishing skill is just wasting time on resources there's yeah. 10 trillion of already on the marketplace yeah. and then once you have the highest level fishing, then you're just looking for like one of these three fish that everyone sells. And 
all the other work that went into like the other fish you can capture and the other places you can go and the other things you can see, it's all just wasted because you're like, yeah, yeah, but what's the good stuff? Everything else is valueless. So they have an, an interesting challenge of making there be enough to do, but making it so that all of the resources are useful. Like even, even the lowest level fish should still be selling for something somewhere, you know, because right. they use enough of it, whether they use the meat for one meal and then the scales for some potion alchemy or yeah mm -hmm. yeah and the eyes for some ritual whatever it is right yeah yeah i think that's a good point too because that's like i mean they talked about there being fishing boats and i i think i feel like fishing boats are probably going to be like a solo player thing but i mean we don't know um but i feel like in a lot of the games and wow it's like my goes back to my my bread and butter when I think of pretty much a lot of different game designs because that's just what I've would have where I experienced it a lot the most a lot or the most, whichever one you want to go with there. Um, there's the grind of, especially vanilla, where before they added all these cool things to help you level quicker or whatever they do now. Uh, but it was just like fishing in these fishing spots over and over. It's so tedious. And I mean, I think back then they did a better job with it. I still feel like it was... A, not nearly as useful as it should be outside of achievements that they added later at they used to be that you needed reagents to uh you know i remember like the paladin spells like blessings would require uh particular uh, reagents that would be you know picked up along the way out in the world and i want to say it was shaman spells required a certain fish scale or uh some sort of like oil um what was it the oil was called it's not important but you know, but a lot of stuff was like killed from either from killing like murlocs or mobs or, you know, farming fish or, you know, picking it up from crates out in the water and little fishing holes that you could fish out of. And so, you know, one of the things I was like, man, that I mean, it was sure it was convenient when they were like, oh, you don't need these anymore. Anyone can cast their spells. Doesn't cost you anything. You don't have to carry this on hand anymore. You know, I don't I didn't mind that. You know, I felt like it made these other parts of the game more meaningful. And then when they took that out. It was like, well, now I'm just picking up a bunch of garbage that's still in my bag until I sell it. That now is useless and isn't even worth anything. And so it just took a lot of the what what little made fishing interesting early on very uninteresting to me. So yeah. now I will say, uh, just because I, I don't want us to make it an entire simcast without me talking about Star Wars Galaxy. <laughs> um, they did uh, something that I, I liked quite a bit, which is that like every planet, th there were some planets that were like for the most part more beginner-ish planets and, and other planets where it was like there's a lot of end game stuff on this planet, but um, pretty much every planet had at least a few really big creatures or a big monster in a particular dungeon, whatever it was. Um, there were always like a few really top tier creatures that um, you were lucky if you even stumbled across one and they were on a very long respawn and they could drop a whole bunch of stuff and you never knew what you were going to get but so every single resource from these creatures was used for something you know the the bone plating might have been used for armor whereas the teeth might have been used for a weapon whereas the the meat might have been used for food whatever it was but every aspect of this creature was used for something and then all the different materials themselves had their own like stats and values. So you could get like some shitty bone plating or you could get like amazing God tier bone <laughs> plating. And you knew like this is going to make an insane suit of armor. And so it was all like kind of this like personal journey. If you just decided like, all right, I want this suit of armor. It needs this rare bone plating from this rare creature. It was up to you to be like, look, I don't, it, it doesn't need to be the best suit of armor. I just need some of those. Mm -hmm. bone platings and i'll just make it and it'll be what it'll be or you could say like i'm going to live down in that cave where that creature is for the next week and just kill it over and over until i have enough of like a full set of pretty damn good bone plating and this is going to be like the cadillac of suits of armor like i'm <laughs> i'm all in and then you also always ran into this uh like decision you had to make where you would you'd basically have to figure out like all right, there are people that already do that and they'll sell the stuff. Like like whatever you went down there for, you're going to get the meat, you're going to get the, the teeth, whatever it is, like even if you just went for one thing. And so the people who would 
be down there will sell the stuff, but they know that like it sells for a high price because it's you just don't get that much. And so when you get a good drop, you know, like there might be like one good piece of bone plating all day. And uh, so you'd have to decide like, do I want to save up a ton of money and go into some other business venture altogether and just buy the really nice bone plating? Or should I just go down there and kill it myself and spend who knows how much time hunting after this resource myself, but then it doesn't cost me anything out of pocket. It just costs right. me my time. But so ultimately it like that was the adventure. Um, and, and it was, it was like a create your own adventure. Like I'm choosing this week to be down in this cave, hunting this creature to try to get this. And, and other people would go about the same goal in a totally different way. Like, well, I, rather than waste my time all the way down there, I really stepped up my potion making game and once I have earned enough money from my growing potion business, then I can afford to buy whatever resource I wanted anyway. And so you had a, an objective and, and that creature was always sought after and, and all different people from all different walks of craftsmanship had uses for all the different parts. So ultimately that is what I'm, I'm hoping we see is that there are these rare creatures that you might even need someone's help just to track. And then when you find them, it's a tough fight and you have to use a, a special strategy and the right underwater potions and stuff and, and maybe even a boat on land providing cover fire and then when you down this thing you might get some parts of it and you might get other parts of it and the quality of the parts you got might vary but at the end of the day it could be an amazing story of how you know you, you weren't even expecting to get jumped by this creature and you figured what the hell you'll attack it and then you got one of the best you know tooth drops that, that that are dropped from the thing and that was your golden ticket and that got a lot of money or you can pursue making this really rare weapon you know, stuff like that Heck yeah man yeah i feel like i feel like those types of things like you know kind of going back to and talk about you know things in the game system that uh, would make the game you know more interesting or you know when we're talking about like anything see if we're talking about what's gonna make it interesting i feel like i agree uh fun things to do that that keep you wanting to go out and do it even if the process is like what you're talking about uh to where it's like you know there's a whole process involved in obtaining something important to me if you you it's it's kind of like we want there to be meaningful conflict and that's something they've used a lot well i feel like to tag onto that i feel like something that's also important is just meaningful exploration meaningful grinding if you're going to have to grind something it's, you know not just like well i need a hundred and that's how it's meaningful like I need a hundred because there's a story to this outside of some, you know, typical, you know, story dialogue about like our hounds are starving or no, we're going to be cold in the winter and we need a 50 bazillion wolf yeah. pellets. So please contribute or, uh, or like old wow, or it's like, you know, the, the orphan. So can you know contribute rune cloth so you can get uh reputation with your lion cities and stuff like that. Like, you know something a little bit more meaningful and i feel like what you ex you explained is a really good example of that yeah. and it, but it was totally optional so like yeah there there were people who they were like oh no this is my forte like i that's how they made their living they're like i know this whole area i know the best way to fight all these creatures like i live here and i just churn out the stuff and other people pay me handsomely for it and then mm -hmm. anything else i want in the world i buy because i sell these resources and i live here and i hunt this thing all right so, you always have the option if you're like look the sea life isn't really for me you would yeah you just contact other players and be like hey you do a lot of sailing right do me a favor swing by this area get me this stuff however long it takes whatever it takes like right got very powerful friends <laughs> i'll see to it that you're paid well just go i need the teeth from this fish i don't even know where you find this thing just go <laughs> i'm tasking you bring it back to me and uh, right we'll, we'll hook it up so and i'm telling you so final thoughts for the devs before we wrap up, what would you say if you had to tell them, here's something that either I don't want to see, or this is something I feel like is important that you have included in a system like this, what would it be? Um, it, it's, uh, I, I wouldn't say it, like, it sounds like everything they're thinking about doing. I'm happy with so it's I, I don't want to tell them like oh you have to have this feature in like right. they they already have enough features where I'm I'm content with it I would say if it is possible to siege a coastal city from the sea mm -hmm. that sounds like a ton of fun and a unique uh, a unique challenge so I hope that they can fit that in um, all right 
Yeah, I think mine's going to be just... Uh... Meaningful. Just make it meaningful. Make make all of the, the reasons to be out on the open water like just as meaningful as why I would have to trek across the mountain on land. And Don't make me catch 5,000 grouper <laughs> just to catch 5,000 grouper. Oh, right. And that's it. And then everything I get from the groupers exactly. I throw away because it's valueless because everyone had to catch right. one grouper. Yeah. I want my time to feel like it was useful and like I got something out of my time. Or at least I did something for someone. Like even if right. I use for the grouper, someone does. Right. No, that that makes sense. Yeah, because then you know if it's a community, I mean community building, I'm like all about it. You can incorporate that at any part of the game to give people a reason to communicate. Because I feel like giving people a reason to communicate and work together in the MMORPG, if they can really make that like the at the core and the heart of what what their game is all about, then I feel like in in a lot of ways they're leaps and bounds back ahead of. Uh, where a lot of games are because it's so much about the queuing queuing on your little dungeon finder and never seeing people never talking to anybody and all the stuff you do see in chat is just like toxic assets running around doing their thing as usual baron's chat and wow or whatever you want to call it um yep. but yeah also, mm -hmm. if my flying mount can uh, breathe fire on ships and blow them up oh the yeah that'd be awesome and then also also if my flying mount can uh, dive under the water and it turns oh out that it can God. also swim, that'd be pretty sweet. That'd be sick. Aquatic dragons. That would be sick. So, I'm trying to think of a movie. It just, it just <laughs> comes up from under the water yeah. into the air. Oh, my God. What if you could put on like your, you know, like a some goggles or uh you know vents you know, whatever kind of breathing apparatus you put on and then like you can sit down there you wait for these guys like i heard that dweedle the clan dweedle is coming along and here they come man and you're like down there underneath and you got like this apparatus on and you've got like so much air and stuff and then just bam right out the water right up on a ship tear it up breathe fire break it down yeah this uh this leader is just raining pirate fire. ninja style pirate <laughs> rocking your your jedi ninja freaking yeah, with your it, yeah. trident I, that would actually make a ton of sense like I, I mean i can totally look look past it you'd be all wet and soaked anyway that i wouldn't notice it was uh that was your tire right away but i'd see the trident and i think poseidon question mark no that's right. a dragon if, if i have to ride a crack and i will ride, I'll ride. <laughs> right hey that would be cool right what if uh, what if underwater oh world? can you imagine a kraken that was tied to uh, a node on an island that you could then somehow make fly like oh well, man even, even if it wasn't like a true flying mount that could get all over but it, it was yeah. like the, the flying equivalent of an underwater yes. mount. Like for, for underwater purposes you can travel oh man ungodly fast oh that my god so awesome. and then use it to siege like an oh metropolis or, or a city node like or even if even if we just had like a, a little like ocarina that could just call the <laughs> and even if you're like dude when it gets here i have no idea what it's gonna start smashing it might start smashing our stuff all i know is oh my god. Off, i'm calling the dragon <laughs> And then, uh, and then we're all screwed. So have fun. Uh, <laughs> I'm sitting there thinking. Stay away from my shit. The saga stories from Zelda, right? Just like, <laughs> oh man, it's always a pleasure. Casino, thanks for hanging out as usual. And uh, to everyone, we can give Casino Man. You let everybody know where your domain is, where you reign, where they can find you. Same as always, Twitch.tv/casino. Casino spelled K-H-A-S-I-N-O. Every day at 1 p.m. Pacific time and we're on YouTube, youtube.com slash casino. Yes. You're streaming Marvel Strike Force currently, kind of doing yes. some other games, Ashes of Creation little, all the way. A little bit of variety. Uh, yeah. A little, little random. I was a full time League of Legends streamer. Might, there you uh, go. Might do a little bit of that. Right on. Yeah. And, and you usually see once Ashes is streamable, you'll often see him riding shotgun with me, rolling around, wrecking fools, Ashes of Creation oh, yeah. Apocalypse. And you know what? Castle Sieges should be coming in December. This is good. I'm oh, looking yeah. for that. I need to get good at that. So. I know. I need this in my life, man. You're going to be there with me, yeah? Oh, yeah. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. Holding the castle and taking the castle. <laughs> Hold the castle and taking names. <laughs> Those are essential skills I need to have. So. Right. Yo, and to everyone watching, I'm C. Morgan, I've been your host. Till next week, I will catch you guys on stream. Have a great week, everybody.